Imagine playing a game all the way through and having your dick kicked in over and over again with emotion, and then you get 8% of the trophies. Imagine. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Show Viewers. This is episode 481. I'm your host, Tricky Mick, alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Alex. Tricky, are you going to pay that ransom to the person who apparently has a sex tape with you in it? Well, technically, it's a sex tape with all of us because it was sent to the Show Viewers at ProofGames.com email. Yeah, don't, no, don't nobody want to see that. <laughs> uh, there is no yield this week as he is yielding to his vacation. I hope he's enjoying himself. But as promised, we have the master of the dual screens. It's Mr. Stephen Fontana. Oh, well, hello, everyone. It's me. It's Steve. I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready to do the thing. This is exciting. Uh, but if they are going to be releasing any sort of sex tape with me in it, they actually have to pay me according to Screen Actors Guild rules. So. I will get all of the union on them. Yeah, because Steven's, Steven's protected by the Screen Actors Guild. Tricky and I are not. Well, listen, you're going to fall under the umbrella of, of my protection. My pe- It's going to be called the, the Steve Pangus Protection Program. And you're going to be you're going to be in it. Like, it. like a good neighbor, Steven is there. That's right. It's me and my, my big old Pangus. Ready to go. As, a co- as according to the email, just for our listeners' sake. Right. Um, they are currently watching us on all of our webcams, and we need to send them $900, mm. uh, which is a fair price to hide our little secret. Right. But he will only take Bitcoin payment. Oh, well, that's interesting. And he's giving me his Bitcoin address. Uh, we have two days to repay. Um, if he doesn't get the Bitcoins, he's going to send the video to all of our contacts, including family members, colleagues, etc., However, if I'm paid, I will immediately destroy the video, and my Trojan will be destroyed itself. If you want proof, I just need to get, say yes to this email. But he says, and he will definitely send a video to any of your 19 contacts. Uh, this is a non-negotiable offer, so please don't waste his time or other people's time by replying to this email. So we're, we're answering the public. We're not replying to his email. We're, we're answering it publicly. Yeah, and, and, and you know, they get to the point rather quickly, which is nice. You appreciate that as somebody that doesn't want their time wasted as well. But as as you said, pre-show, Stephen, which I, you know we got to start recording pre-show. Uh, I'm fully uh, uh, I'm fully okay with him releasing the video as long as he uh, labels my actor's name as Tricky Dick, not Dicky Mick. No, Tricky Dick. Uh, you better, no, you're, you're, uh, you know your penis better be pretty special if you're going to call it Tricky Dick. Everyone's going to be expecting some kind of circus show. No, no, no. It's because it's disappeared about thirty years ago. Yeah, it really did. Uh, but I have a special mission for you guys this week. Uh, by the end of the show, I'm not watching that. You had us watch the Horizon State of Play. I'm not watching the video. No, no. I, I, I want you guys to come up with your porn names by the end of the show. Wasn't it just your middle name and the street you grew up on as a kid? Uh, I don't know. What if that's the case? What is yours? I don't even remember the, the names of the streets. Like that. I mean, that doesn't work for us kids born in New York because we're all numbers. 
Here, I'll give I'll give you one of my friends. Uh, his middle name was John, and he grew up on Tallwood Court or something like that. So, uh, John, John Tallwood. Tallwood. That, yeah, that'd be a good porn name. Yeah. Uh, Steve could be a. I don't know your middle name. What's your middle name? Uh, Steve? I'm, I'm just going to use my brother's name just to confuse a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell tell everybody my brother's name, but. That's what that's what I would do. So that Google search oh, okay. searches for his for his because uh, he you know he's an established man and uh, career man. So I want when you Google my real name, you get like congressman and like stupid shit like that. But like I want when you Google my brother for it to be the trophy whores leaked Pangus video <laughs> and and his career stuff like side by side. I think that would be highly entertaining. What do they? Yeah. What do they say? No advertise like all advertising is good advertising, right? All kind right. of there's no there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yep, that's true. All right, so uh, we're getting ourselves a whole have, good bunch of publicity here. I I don't have nine hundred dollars in Bitcoin. Uh, I don't have any money in Bitcoin. So uh, release the video. I don't care. Uh, but by releasing the video, I hope I get a platinum trophy, and I already have two hundred fifty six of them, and I have a total of fourteen thousand thirty eight, and I'm level six oh eight. Alex, what are you? Look, you transitioned into that way too fast, so I wasn't able to. Uh, <laughs> I was I was trying to think of a funny like a funny porno name for myself, and I couldn't come up with one. But within the manner of my rambling here, I was able to pull up the uh, the agenda. I am level four forty three, total trophy count of seven thousand three hundred and eight, and a platinum count of one hundred and twelve and one hundred and eleven games. That's how you shoot the shit, mm. kids. That's how you waste time until you can get what you got to get done. <laughs> Yield is 447 level, total of uh, 7,399. He could have got one more just to round it out, but, you know, he had to go on vacation. He has 124 flats. Sid is level 515 with a total trophies of 10,348 and 176 platinums. Steven? Yo, what up? Uh, Alex, by the way, your porn name is Alex Tradick. In memory of of Mr. Trebek, uh, I'm level 294. <laughs> I have a tro- trophy count of 2,581, and I have 11 pal- platinums. I really need to get the rib shot uh, sound effect out of here. So, <laughs> so hold on, wait a minute. Like, do I have to go with Tradick, or can I go with Tricock? Tricock is is well, actually, no, Tricock is better. All yeah, right. all right, Tricock is better. I think you go with that, but your your trademark is going to be a mustache. It's got to be. A really grimy, greasy, nasty porno mustache. Survey says... That thing's disgusting. Shave it off. That's what it says. <laughs> oh, wow. What are we doing here? All right. So, uh, obviously, I have another platinum. I got the platinum in uh, Hybroxia on the Vita. Uh, I've now got the platinum on the PS4 version and the Vita version uh, as I'm transitioning to what we're playing. I've also finished both the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 versions of Control. Uh, so I got points for that. I, I still don't understand how you think that the, the gameplay is your issue with that game. Like, the story is the issue for me. The gameplay was just, was, I thought the game was a lot of fun. The sto- I hated the story, though. The map was the worst part for me. It was very easy to get lost trying to go around in there. Yes, Correct. it was. Uh, I played a little bit of Outriders. And played a little bit of Adam's Adventure Origins, which is just basically an Uncharted knockoff. Well, yeah, that, that, uh, you heard that, you learned about that from Yield, didn't you? Because he's been playing that. Or no, was that, um, I, no, was, I think it was Nitro. Nitro, okay. 
Um, so that's what I have been playing. Also, I played a little bit of Knockout City. If you have not played that game, that is fun. And I'm ha- uh, very happy to say that Yield has been playing the shit ton of it, even though he was poo-pooing on it before it you know, he actually played it. Why don't you tell the listeners, aren't we talking about getting together a Tuesday night Knockout City thing? I'm trying to do Knockout Tuesdays. Uh, what's good about the game is, I, I, I think this is really nice. Uh, you'll just send things saying, not recording. <laughs> I don't know. I Okay, I do we have a second. Uh, yes, I'm trying to do a Knockout City. Um... But the good thing about the game is that uh, they had a eight-day free trial, and they've now morphed that into you could play the game up to level twenty-five for free. So if you have not played it, you can play the game up to level twenty-five for free, which I think is pretty cool. I'm assuming all that carries over in case you you know decide to buy the game, yes. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're basically playing the game. You just uh, until you actually put money on it, you're not going to unlock any trophies, but you can play the game up to level twenty-five. Yeah, you won't get any, any unlocks or anything like that. It's stuff like that. Oh, no, you get unlocks. Not past get, 25. Well, yeah, past 25. Well, I don't think you can play the game after 25. I'm only a level 12 right now. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a slow slow game to level up in, too. Like, you really need to grind it out a little bit. Um, I, play, I played a bunch of that. Um, I'm playing it on uh, Xbox because it's on Game Pass, and it's definitely what? a game I would not buy. It's definitely a game I would not buy. So no, no, no. That's not my what. My what is you playing on Xbox? Yeah, man. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> He's got Games Pass. Why would if you I had access? If you had access yeah. to Game Pass, why wouldn't you use it? Because you could use it on the PC. <laughs> not, not for everything, and it's it's just easier to play it on Xbox. Like I, I have the Xbox, so it's easier to play it on there. Um, I don't have to worry about taxing any, you know, the computer while I'm streaming or anything like that. Um. But yeah, it's basically my Game Pass machine, so that's really all I use it for. Um, well, let me ask you, Steven. But, you said you wouldn't yeah. buy Knockout City. What about Knockout City? Like, why wouldn't you want to buy it? Did you play Destruction All Stars? I have not played that yet. No. Okay. Uh, it's because it's it's shallow. It's it's a fun experience. It is not going to be fun when your when your friends move on from it and you don't have your buddies to play with. It's going to be completely dry, like Melba Toast, boring. Um, if you're just trying to, you know, play a couple of rounds for whatever reason, like it just doesn't have the, the, I don't think it has the long-term variety, um, and it, that to hold its engagement for, for much longer. Uh, they need more modes. They need more, they need much quicker unlocks. They need more interesting unlocks. All the characters look terrible. Um, I think the costumes look terrible. Um, however, the, I like the levels and I like the, the actual game moment, moment to moment gameplay, but there's no carrot at the end of the stick. Um, for me, as far as I'm concerned, like I got to level six and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Well, usually when like early on, you allow people to unlock stuff faster so that you get, you know, you get the, all the brain juices flowing, everyone's happy and they got the good vibes going. And later on down the road, once people are invested in the game and they've been playing for a while, then you make it harder to unlock things and harder to level up. But if you're making it harder from the start, like, that's, that's it, it's definitely slow. Like I played, I think I played an entire stream, like four, four and a half hours, and I got level to level six or seven. That was it. Hmm. Um, and I'm not bad at the game either. Like I'm actually kind of pretty good. Like I, I got used to it pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely 
something I could say, oh yeah, this is going to be fun. But once I don't have my buddies to play with and, and be on, you know, discord with and talking shit and running custom lobbies, I think they just added 4v4 now. Um, so that'll help a little bit, uh, expand the pool. Um, but I don't know, man. It just, it doesn't seem like it, it's going to have the likes of me. It's the same issues with, with destruction all stars. Um, and the same issue that I had, uh, with early fall guys, um, until they started really ramping up and just putting out new content. They seemingly every three weeks, they had something really cool coming out for, for fall guys. So, um, that's what I hope happens to knockout city. Cause I do think knockout city is a good, it has a really good foundation. They just, I feel like they just weren't ready for, for the actual progression and keeping people engaged for, for a long period of time. That, that was something that was talked about on our Rocket League Thursday this past week was that the game is fun to play with friends, but if you're trying to play it single player, it's like death. Like you, it's just not fun. All right. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing, sir? Uh, I haven't been playing a whole lot lately. Um, just Rocket League on Thursday and, and trying to finish up, uh, my Pokedex and Pokemon Snap. Really, that's it. I'm, I don't know. We watched a video uh, in prep for this show for a game that I might buy soon, but there's just nothing on my PlayStation Horizon that's really, I don't know. All right, Steven? Yeah, um, I'm playing Biomutant right now. Um, yes, I see that. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty pretty good game. Like, uh, It's getting actually, bad reviews. It, it's getting, I feel like it's getting, uh, I feel like the expectations for this game were way wildly out of proportion. Um, unfortunately for me, I've played enough THQ Nordic games to know what I'm getting into. And that's really good ideas, poorly executed, um, with a lot of hidden charm. Um, this is a full and full and through DNA, uh, double a PlayStation two, early PlayStation three type game, like not in looks or whatever, cause the game is beautiful, but just in the, the poor, design choices the menus designs the the narrative design the combat um which could be fun in, in times could be completely frustrating in another um the 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 best example i could give you is you remember ghost of tsushima when people were like ah you can't lock on this game sucks but then once you get used to it you're like oh shit this combat is like it's like art it's like a beautiful dance even though you don't have a lock on biomutant is that except it's not a dance it's a mosh pit and they kind of just need to clean that up a little bit, which the devs actually came out recently and said they are definitely taking the criticisms to heart and they are going to revamp the combat system um, and uh, and the the performance of the game because the performance does kind of uh, suck sometimes, especially during cutscenes. It'll stutter a lot, um, but I'm having fun. I think I think the world is beautiful. It's full of charm and full of character and it, it's interesting. The narrator is is really charming. Um and I love the RPG elements of it, of leveling up your character and going different paths and stuff like that. It's it, it it's cool. So when you, when you say it's like a mosh pit, the, the combat, do you mean like that's like the scene? I think, you know, anybody who played the original Uncharted remembers the scene like where you're in the cave system underground and you're like hiding behind like a rock and then enemies just keep flooding in and you just get overwhelmed. Like it's one of those things where just enemies everywhere and it's not like well partitioned out combat where you feel just kind of completely overwhelmed is that what you mean by a mosh pit no it's like you're doing all these combos and you're hitting somebody but it's not always the person you want to hit <laughs> and you're just kind of like because you can't lock on the the only way you can target something is if you move the i think it's the right stick and basically center them 
So you're, you're physically, you physically have to move the camera to where, to who you want to hit. So it's like you'll be doing a combo and you'll just move a little bit or the enemy will move a little bit. So you'll start, you'll finish the combo on somebody else. And you're just like, whatever. It's still beautiful to look at, but it's a complete disaster. Like you have no idea what the hell's going on. Um, I wish it was just a little bit more like Arkham kind of like that. That's kind of what it feels like they were going for or like Zelda, but there's just no lock on button. Um, but it's fun to play. Like I, if I'm, if I'm doing a one V one, like it's great. It's beautiful. Like you could chain all these combos together and and the combat looks so beautiful. But if there's like seven enemies around you, you're basically just moving all over the screen and just watching enemy bars go down until they're all dead. And then you just kind of move on. But it's still, it's still fun. It's just, it needs polish. It, it, this is a game that with, if this had a, a Ubisoft as a publisher or an EA, maybe not EA, what part they are. Um, but maybe like an Activision or even a PlayStation. If they had that kind of kind of uh, money behind them, and and th- this would probably go, this would probably get much better reviews just because of the the resources they'd be able to pour into it. Um, but yeah, I think in a, in a few months they're gonna iron out some things, and it's gonna be even better. But I, I would, if I was rating it, I would give it about a six, six and a half. Um, but I'm having fun. That that's the thing that once the game becomes not fun, I'll walk away from it, and I'm not at that point yet. And I'm I'm about eight or nine hours in, so uh, I'm enjoying my time so far. All right, uh, let's move on to our first topic. Uh, but Stephen, before we do, uh, I'm going to give you a choice of one, two, three, four, or five. Three. If you're looking for additional ways to support us, you can always stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash gamer. No matter what tier you decide to support us at, know that it helps pay the bills and is greatly appreciated. And it's the only way to get the newest podcast, Tricky Thoughts, where Tricky sits down and discusses current events, social issues, and much more. We need to re-record that shit. <laughs> we, that's like the past year we've been saying that we need to re-record that shit. They, they, the guys keep saying that we should just only use your Steven because they came out really well. Oh, thank you. I was really hoping uh, that I wasn't going to have to hear myself, so... Oh, oh, oh well, that was cool. Well, we still got four more choices by the end of the show. Oh, my Lanta. All right. All right. So, as is customary on the first show of every month, we tell you what's coming for PlayStation Plus. So, according to IGN, written by Matt Perslow, the PlayStation games for June 2021 have been announced, and three games coming are Operation Tango, Virtua Fighter 5, Ultimate Showdown, and Star Wars Squadrons. Uh,. So those are your games, but I, I think it's kind of interesting, and I figured a little topic that we, you know, we can expand on this a little bit. Is it a little weird that we're getting Star Wars Squadron so quickly for Plus? No, it, I mean it's on been on Game Pass forever. Uh, it's on Has EA it? Play. Yeah, it's on EA Play. Well, okay, um, well EA EA Play is a little bit of an outlier because they put all their games on there. Not all of them. They don't put the most recent Maddens and and NHLs and all that stuff and and two and NBAs. But yeah, no, they they um. It was on Game Pass. That's how I tried it the first time I played it. Um, it's a good game. Uh, you know, I'm kind of over PS Plus. Um, I know that Ooh. I'm. I'm it's just, I know it's it's weird. It's just I'm I'm more I'm more picky now over what games I I really lend my time to, um, because I focus so much on the indie games and I want to play as many indie games as I can. That like those bigger AAA games that come to these platforms. I really don't, I don't want to feel obligated just because we're getting them, you know, every month. I used to 
you know, put them in my cart and then never download them, but whatever. Plus, when you look at it compared to Game Pass, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, I really wish they would just roll PS Now into it and let you, and let that be one thing because PS Now puts Game Pass to shame. Um, but oh, yeah. wow, hold on. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Can you, can you say that again? Because I know there's going to be some people listening to the show that are not going to uh, hear you clearly. So I, can you repeat that and make sure you enunciate properly? In terms of sheer volume um, and the library at your fingertips, PS Now has between 600 and 700 games. And it's absurd. Yes, some of them are shitty games you're probably never going to want to play. But Game Pass, while it has newer games, um, and of course there are legacy titles on there as well, it's a much smaller library. I mean, you're, it's still a great, um, it's a great value for your, for your money. But if PS Now was part of PS Plus, it would be, it would be a no brainer for a lot of people. I mean, I wish they could fix the PS3 downloading issue that they have, but, Outside of that, yeah, it's tremendous. It's a tremendous value, especially if you like the PS2 era of of gaming. And now a lot of PS4 games, more and more are just are being added to now. Um, so it's it's if somebody was getting into the PS ecosystem for the first time ever, and like PS Now is like one of those things I could say, get that, and you probably don't have to play and buy a game for about a year. Um, just sit there and just play. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's just the sheer volume is why, what I'm basing that on. All right. Well, I mean, that's one of, the, uh, one of the complaints about PlayStation Now is that they're not putting the newest games on there. And and that's what people have always said is the benefit of Game Pass because they have more newer games. So, But it's nice to hear perspective from the other side. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically, oh, Game Pass has this. Wow, that's awesome. And then you'll be browsing through PS Now and you'll be like, wait. It has this. Oh, I remember that. Oh my god, it has this game. Oh, remember when I when I played that game? Oh, I missed that game. I should go back and play. Like it just has that moment over and over and over again while you're browsing. Whereas Game Pass is like, yeah, I know I'm gonna get the most recent Microsoft game, and every once in a while they're gonna spend money and get something really cool on there day one, and that's gonna be great. And I'm not poo pooing that at all. But you know, I, I just the kind of gamer that I am. Where I love, I mean, I, Alex, you're the same way. You love that, those, you love retro games, especially, you know, that, that era as well. Um, it's, it's a great library at, at your fingertip. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if somebody gets an Xbox and they don't have Game Pass, I slap them right upside their head. So <clears throat> it's, it's not like I'm, I'm saying one is better than the other. I just think that the sheer volume of library, like the X, Xbox's Game Pass pales in comparison to the amount of the sheer volume that PS now offers all right let's move on to our next topic also coming from ign and written by matt tm kim uncharted 4 is likely coming to pc based on a playstation investor report i don't have to read this article but uh did anybody really not expect uncharted 4 with the you know the constant news of this PlayStation exclusive is coming to PC. Did anybody not expect Uncharted 4 to come? Well, they have a curator page there now, so they have to fill up the Steam, their Steam page somehow. I mean, how much time before Ratchet and Clank makes it over there? I, I think that's actually probably the next announcement. Marvel Spider-Man's probably going to go over there at some point. Mm, yeah. I, I think they, they, they don't, they really like money. And uh, mm. this is a good, really way to, like money. good way to make it. 
And, uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're very protective of their exclusive console, whatever, whatever's. So I don't think they're going to, you're going to see anything brand new ever go to PC day and date. Um, they're just too, they're, they, they're too protective of their console. Like Xbox is not as protective of their consoles. They want you to play their games no matter where you are. PlayStation's like, no, get a PlayStation, buy a new piece of furniture so our thing could fit on your desk. We're like, uh-huh. okay. They're like, get a second job. We're like, okay. No, I mean, I, w- I want to clarify when I say Ratchet and Clank, I don't mean the new, new Ratchet and Clank. No, no, I mean, I, like, I know, PS4 Ratchet and Clank. They'll put that on there first and then yeah. down the road they'll put, because yeah. obviously, Sony has that old school strategy of we're going to spend hundreds of million dollars making these games and we want you to buy them at $60 or as many people to buy them at $60 as we can. They're, you know, they're not doing what Xbox is doing. So they will, they will sell all of their new games for $60 or $70 for as long as they can. And then later on down the road, you know, you'll see them on other services. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Next bit of news coming from Adam Bankers over at IGN. Saints Row, Dead Island, and Time Splitter's parent company, Coke Media, announces pre E3 showcase. I think that's Coke Media. Nope. According to Jeff Hanna, it was Coke. Coke? Mm-hmm. That's Coke Coke Media. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like the Coke, drink. The Coke. Coke Brothers. I used to think it was Koch, but yeah. Jeff Hanna uh, corrected me. Uh, this gaming stream will be part of the Summer Game Fest, and will, while no further details were given as to what to expect from the event, it's important to note that Coke Media does own Deep Silver, the publisher of Homefront, The Revolution, Maneater, Shenmue 3, Hunt Showdown, and previously mentioned titles of Saints Row, Dead Island Metro, and the new Time Splitters. Back in 2019, Coke, I keep seeing how I want to say Koch. Coke Media CEO teased that we'd be hearing about the next Saints Row game, which may or may not be Saints Row 5 in 2020. While the announcement has yet to come, this could be a great place for it. Dead Island 2, a game that was announced at E3 2014 and is on its third developer, is another game that could make an appearance at the primetime gaming stream. It would be most welcome one as originally set to be released in 2015. While hoping to get a glimpse of the new time splitters that is being created by Free Radical Design, Deep Silver's announcement of the project revealed that while there is a studio formed and a plan in place, development is not expected to begin for a few months. So, are we going to be seeing the new Saints Row game if it's even called Saints Row? Because Jeff Hanna won't confirm that. Yeah, probably. Well, they just they just released the uh, or they didn't they announce the the PS5 the the or the, the remaster for Saints Row the Third is coming to the PS5 and and Xbox Series. Right. I think I think it's already out, is it not? I think yes, I think. Well, it recently came out, yeah. yeah. All right, what about Dead Island 2? You think we'll finally get an update on that? Wait, was wasn't there a Dead Island 2? No, there was a Dead Island Riptide. Oh, okay. But there were two games in that series, right? Yes. That's what threw me off. Yeah, Dead Island 2 was the game that we saw the trailer if you remember where the guy was jogging down the pier and he slowly turned into a zombie. Dead Island 2 is the is the game that I was so instantly, instantaneously super hyped for and then completely forgot about. I think a lot of people forgot about it, including the developers. Yeah, clearly. I don't understand what, what's going on with that. The first one was fun. Riptide was good too. Um that those are some good ass games. Uh that's, that's unfortunate. Whatever. Time splitters, that's what I'm here for. Let's go. Yeah, well, I'll b I mean, I want it to happen, but I'll believe it when I see it after so many years of time splitters being dangled in our face over and over again. 
Well, st- speaking of time, time has not been good to the Little Big Planet service. Have they, has they, as they have been taken down following targeted attacks. This is coming from Adam Bankers over at IGN. Little Big Planet servers have temporarily been disabled following ongoing attacks that include hackers posting offensive in-game messages. Little Big Planet's Twitter account shared the update saying, quote, Due to the severity of the recent attacks, we have no other option than to temporarily disable the game mm-hmm. service. We do not take these attacks lightly, especially when they target our loyal community members. Thanks for understanding. End quote. Decision to take down service follows users like, I'm not going to say the name, because uh, noticing that hackers have been targeting certain groups by creating error messages that contain off- offensive content. This is another chapter in the unfortunate server wars of Little Big Planet, the game that was originally released in 2008 for the PS3. Users noted that Little Big Planet service went down in March 2020, and the community, oh, I just added, popped up, uh, went down in March 2020, and the community received few updates to what exactly was causing the issue. Little Big Planet's Twitter shared an update at the end of April, saying the service was being taken down to test new security updates, and now these new attacks are impacting the game again. While while wonderful when it works, is this also affects Little Big Planet 2 and 3, as all three games are tied together in that way. When one game has a problem, the other two as well. Uh, I'm not going to go into what the servers have been saying, but mm. I- I'm going to ask you two questions. One, with the servers up so long, is it just time for them to turn off the servers for the game? Well, if there weren't enough people playing it, or enough activity on there, don't you think they would have already tried that? Like, I'm honestly, the fact that, you know, a 13 year old game, the servers still open for it and people are still playing on it is kind of surprising, especially since they, you know, not, you know, not everyone has a PS, in fact, most people don't have a PS5 at this point, but there's a new game out on the PS5. And even then, you know, there's two and three, which people can play on. I don't know. I don't know if it's good for the series that so many people are still playing the old games as, of, and, you know, you've got a newer game out. Like, I don't know if that actually means good things for the Little Blue Planet series. Because if people are still playing on the old one, are not enough people graduating to newer games in the series? Yeah, I think it. I think a lot of the people that are playing that are the creators, um, people making making games and levels and stuff like that. I think they're driving that community right now. Um, I would not. I, I, here, here's my question for you, Tricky. Okay, I never get asked questions. This is imagine, exciting. imagine if you will, you you went to school and you went for programming. Okay. And you learned everything. You learned Python, HTML, C sharp, C plus. You learned it all. You got your buddy there from college. You fucking huge nerds, right? And you're like, what do you want to do today? It's like, let's take out, take down the little big planet servers. <sighs> would, would that be a thought that crosses your mind at any point with that, with that wealth of knowledge and skill in programming? Not at all. Right. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Like, what are they doing? Why? Why little big planet? What who hurt you? Who, who hurt, hurt that, you? What's that boy do to you? Terrible. I it, it's funny cuz my daughter's in the room uh in the other, in my living room playing uh Sackboy right now. And when I asked uh what did Sackboy ever do to you? I heard her from the other room go, "Who me?" She's still there yelling. All right. So, uh Alex, 1 2 4 or 5. 4. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media feeds. Just look for Proving Gamer on Twitter and Facebook. Be sure to also join the Trophy Horse Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash TW podcast. 
In the group is where you can ask questions for us to answer on the show. You can also send us an email via the Troy Memorial email. That address is trophyhorse at provengamer.com. Or if you would rather leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. You can watch our videos on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. You can also catch us streaming at twitch.tv backslash provengamer. And you can catch Tricky streaming for Extra Life every Sunday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash Extra Life for Kids. Remember, that's the number four, not the word. And as Steven likes to point out, I am the number one venture capitalist streamer on Twitch. Are you the only one also? Yes. Also accurate. <laughs> That's why I'm number one. Way to take the easy wins, Tricky. All right, so... Oh, hold on, hold on. Se- serious point here. Can we get together, like, in the next couple of weeks and re-record some of these ads? Especially since they just talked about you streaming and you always point out that, yeah, that's not a thing right now. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. I just got to find some free time. All right. So we have three topics of the week. Uh, so I'm going to go to the middle one first because the top and bottom one are kind of somewhat related. All right. So this is coming from Wesley LeBlanc, from LeBlanc on IGN. A new PlayStation 5 model seemingly registered, but it may not be that different. Now, the topic's really not that uh, interesting as it's just saying that it's going to have a uh, it's rumored to have a new Wi-Fi device. Uh, but this has been a hot topic among some people that I've been talked to because uh, a lot of people are blaming the fact that you can't get a PS5 based on the uh, was the chips. Out. They're making too many controllers. Stop making so many controllers with so many colors. Make PlayStations. I didn't. I didn't know you was on this this episode. What? What is? I had to get his input there. What is the chip, right, that they, they're having a hard time getting? It, the, yeah, it's the conductors that, like, like semiconductors, they put in, like, everything from cars to all these other, like, something about, like, I heard something about Apple having to delay slightly the release of their newest version of the iPhone because of this kind of stuff. Like, these are conductors that go into multiple different things, not just, you know, PlayStations. Well, the real reason Apple's delaying is because they're trying to find out what Samsung's going to do first so they can copy it. I mean, I just think they have to say, hey, we're putting out a new- Wow, Steven, no no response to that, huh? I, I had to unmute a lot. No, they usually wait about three years after Samsung does it. They have plenty okay. of time to copy it. Thank, thank, uh, thank you. At least back me up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Alex, you were saying- I something. was just going to say, all they have to do is tell people- They don't even have to copy Samsung at this point. All they have to do is tell people there's a new iPhone out and people go buy it. That is also very accurate. All right, so, but it's been a uh, conversation- because a lot of people are going to get up saying that they'll be upset if they release a newer and better PlayStation 5 so quickly that just because they can't, uh, that's going to bypass the need for the superconductor. <laughs> Wait, people are going to complain that they're releasing PlayStation 5s? Haven't we been hearing all this time? Release more PlayStation 5s! What? You're putting more out? Fuck you! Blah. Well, what they're saying is that if they change the insides of it, then... The people that are early adopters, or as Dottie would like to say, the beta testers, are basically being uh, ripped off. Nine times, nine times out of ten, they they upgrade these things not to make them like better for the consumer, but like less power. They make them less power hungry. Uh, they they'll make something uh, using a cheaper part that they were able to source from a different area. Um, it, it's it, you know, it's not really. At this stage of the game, it's never about, oh, we're going to make something with a faster this or, you know, 
whatever. They might just be and it, it when they say it's the a Wi-Fi thing, it's probably just a different card that they're putting in in the system where like it's soldered differently. I think the one that is on the PS5, I think it's soldered to the motherboard. Um so maybe it's just going to be slightly different. I wouldn't expect a fresh new model of PlayStation 5 for at least another 2 years. Um although I hope this new one fixes the fucking sleep mode before I slap this fucking thing out you the goddamn window. You have a problem with sleep mode? Yeah. I've yeah, never had a problem with my sleep mode. My controllers will not wake up the PlayStation from sleep mode. And if I touch the power button to wake it up from sleep mode, my controllers will not sync with the with the system. See, my the problem that I have, which is easily fixable, is I have it set so when my PlayStation 5 turns on, my TV automatically turns on. And if I turn my TV off, it puts my PlayStation in sleep mode. Every so often, randomly, my PlayStation 5 will just turn on by itself. Well, that's fun. Also, it's a ghost. For for people who like early early adopters and complaining about like the potential of a better model coming out, which Steven says probably not coming for a few years, but as an early adopter, like what do you expect? Like you are getting your hands on the console first and there's going to be problems with it that are going to get ironed out later on. So, yes, eventually there will be a better version of that console that you paid, you know, you did whatever, uh waited wait in line, stayed up late, you know, to make sure you could get like all the tweets about restocking, like you, you went to the effort to get it. And at some point you're going to have to know that there's probably a better version coming out or a cheaper version. So what are you complaining about when you know, when that's how we know the business works as an early adopter. And also there's a lot of people out there that would love to buy your console off of you. So if you don't like it, go sell it to a friend or a stranger. Just don't sell it for $800. Well, I don't care what you sell. <laughs> All right. If, so if, some, if someone's willing to pay $800 for a used PlayStation 5, then you know what? Go for it. There there are some crazy ass people out there. Let's let's be Well, real. hey, Steve just sold some play, some Pokémon cards for $800, so That's true. I did do that. All right. So our next article uh <coughs> which is going to buy another article I'm going to tell you the name of the article, and I'm going to tell you uh, the artist, because I'm going to read the, uh, the, the artist, the, the writer, because I'm going to read this article in its entirety, so please go give it a click. PlayStation is developing AI agents that will play games with you. This is coming from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. PlayStation is collaborating with Sony's artificial intelligence department in order to create AI agents that can play games alongside you and players. Revealed within Sony's latest corporate strategy meeting documents, the notes explain that, quote, Sony AI, which we established last year, has begun a collaboration with PlayStation that will make game experiences even richer and more enjoyable. By leveraging reinforcement learning, we are developing game AI agents that can be played in game, uh, can be a player's in-game opponent or collaboration partner, end quote. These game AI agents may be related to a recent patent from Sony entitled, quote, Automated Artificial Intelligent Control Mode for Playing Pacific Tags Tasks During Gameplay Applications, end quote. This system is described as an artificial intelligence that is able to, quote, simulate human gameplay, end quote, based on a playstyle learned from a human user. AI characters within games, be they collaborative partners like Call of Duty or the enemy AI opponents, that we fight in huge number of games are nothing new. The interesting thing here is that these agents are designed to be like human players, 
So closer to a friend in co-op or an enemy in PvP game, Sony's game AI agents could be the next step in a whole new world for bots in multiplayer games. Now, all that being said, which leads us into our other one, our, our last uh, topic of the week here, and this is written by Adam Bankhurst, coming from IGN, Destruction All-Stars to add online bots to help them with times of lower player activity. So it seems like this is already being installed into games. Now, Steven, you said that uh, you tried Destruction All-Stars and it didn't really click with you. Mm, yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, it, it was very shallow. It, you know, you just drive your car and blow people up and then that's it. You're done. Um, so, yeah. But but now, what do you think, one, uh, and this is going to be a two-car question. You can answer whatever you want. Do you think that if you were playing more, a more competitive match, it might have been a little bit more exciting? And do you have any hope that these AI robots could make the game better? No. Um, I think that a game that has very few, it has very few replayability uh, avenues and it has, and not, none of them have to do with the competition on, on the, in the actual game. Um, Yes. If you can't find a match that really sucks, um, we've all been there with our favorite online games before, but the, for for this kind of thing, I, I I mean they're definitely two different things. Um, it's just kind of coincidental that they're they're talking about the online bots. Um, but the AI agents they spoke about this when when they announced the cards for PS Five. Right. Um, it was it was supposed supposedly a thing where they were gonna say like if you're stuck in a game, you can get you could basically pass your controller to the AI. So it looks like they're expanding this to more cooperative or competitive game as opposed to collaborative, I guess would be the word, um, which is cool. I mean, that's that's totally cool. Uh, I don't see how I I would use it. I guess I guess I would use it in like a co-op campaign where it would be cool to have somebody that actually acts like a person and not just like a dumb idiot AI. But, um, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I really care. It's cool that they're developing new technology, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see how this is going to affect me particularly in any way. So, when I read this headline, this tells me that destruction all stars is in trouble because if they are having to include this in, you know, the game is relatively new on a relatively new console, and if you're having to put in bots there, like, if there's enough downtime in the player base to have to consider putting online bots in there to play with people, like, that just reeks of death for this game. Well, uh, let me read these uh, two uh, uh, paragraphs from this article. It says, Lucid Games explained that, quote, with a community the size of Destruction All-Stars spread across the world, we do have peak times and low times of player activity for online matchmaking. To ensure matches are filled to capacity at all times, AI bots will take the remaining spaces if real players cannot be found. This will apply to all modes except for Blitz, which is a competitive mode that always consists of only real players. In addition to bots, Destruction All-Stars will also be getting global parties to let players party up with friends and queue into both solo and team modes, a playlist feature that to allow for only your favorite game modes to be selected and many quality of service improvements. Yeah, I don't, 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Alice. This is reeking yeah. of des- desperation. Per- personally, in in my opinion, I think releasing a console exclusive multiplayer only game is the worst decision any company could make right now with crossplay and all these huge games continuing to grow their player base you're just not going to take a piece of that pie you're going to see the numbers fall drastically from knockout city and that's why they did the 25 level boost is because they know they can't just rely on people playing this on game pass because guess what Game Pass is getting three new games in in a week, and then there's going to be the next hot multiplayer game, and there's still Apex, there's still Fortnite, there's still all these other options out there for you, and a shallow game ain't gonna ain't gonna keep their people. So, no, I I yeah, it's in trouble. It's it's definitely in trouble. I I knew it from the beginning. I knew it from when I started playing. I was like, oh, this is all the game is. Yeah, this is going to be a problem. So when they released this game for PlayStation Plus for free, when they announced this game was going to be free for PlayStation Plus, that right there, as a multiplayer game experience, like, yes, you go back to Rocket League, and Rocket League was initially released for free for PlayStation Plus. Different kind of time in PlayStation Plus history. But with this one, you know, when you're releasing newer games for PlayStation Plus, that to me, especially multiplayer ones, that to me kind of signals trouble. Like, because you, it, it shows me that necessarily... It, with with Sony's strategy of like, well, we'll release it for Plus later on down the road, maybe use it as a marketing tool for a newer release. When Sony's releasing newer games on PlayStation Plus, like, with the release date, it's like, do you have enough confidence in this game to throw this game out there and for it to succeed on its own, or do you have to lower the bar to where it's free to get people invested in order for people to take take a stab at it? So this game coming out for free on PlayStation Plus initially, I'm like, is this a sign they don't have enough confidence in this game to fly on its own? Well, I, to, to answer your point, the last article or the last line of this article says Destruction All Stars is no longer part of PlayStation Plus and is currently cost twenty dollars uh, US, which is a fifty dollar drop compared to the original price point of seventy dollars. So, not only are they not releasing it for full price, what they were, we had it free for a month, and now it's only twenty dollars on the store. Yeah, I, don't, I think they they dropped it from seventy before it came off Plus. I think it was. They they made that choice almost instantly when it when it hit plus probably because of the target. But I don't, Alex. I don't believe there that PlayStation is going to pick a game for plus that's going because to to hurt plus. It they they picked it because it would draw people to plus or like it would be a good thing for plus. I think it's a perfect game for plus. But you know, it's an even better game for a service like Game Pass where it'll be there for almost forever. And maybe PS Now would be a place where it could live forever. But no, PlayStation doesn't like doing that. They like giving you something for a limited time, like Nintendo. Those jerks. Uh-uh. Are you sore about the Mario games? I don't understand it. I, no, I'm not even sore about it, because I could not care less. But I know people do. And I've seen that stupid 3D Mario collection going for like $130. Which, which is, yeah, which not, is that's lying. ridiculous, because I like it was easy to find a copy of that. Like if you if you just went to a store in the, within the time, and plus it was on digital sale, so it's not like even if your stores didn't carry it or you couldn't find it in a store, you could still buy it digitally. But that it was not hard to get a hold of the three three All Stars collection when it was available, and I think that if they do that with a Zelda collection, that's going to piss even more people off. <sighs> you still want that Zelda collection, don't you? Give me Ocarina of Time on the Switch, goddammit. it! <sighs> 
Bo, in back-to-back statements, I triggered both of you. No, like, all they had to do, all they've ever had to do is say, we're going to put out remakes of all of the Zelda games, enjoy, and they would sell like fucking crazy on the Switch. That's all they've had to do. But yet we, yeah, we have. Tell us how you. Yeah, we have to get trailers for Splatoon three a year and a half before that game's coming out. Why? Why? But I I, for Japan. But I honestly think that. Well, I honestly think that with you know some games, you know we've developed this game. We have you know we have an idea of what this game is, and like just by like focus testing this game, maybe it's better if we put out there for free for our plush users to try to swell the numbers. Just in case not enough people want to spend 70 bucks on this game, which is clearly since they've dropped the price, what happened is people weren't willing to spend 70 bucks on that game. So, All right. PlayStation Plus is in itself a, a, like a good marketing tool for certain games if, you know, people aren't willing to pay full price for it. All right. So, Steven, mm. this is Yield's favorite part of the show. Oh, no. Check my social media, yeah. Oh Jesus! What in the hell was that? Not a Lion King fan, or too much of a too much no, yeah, too much of a Lion King fan that we bastardized it. <laughs> <laughs> where where did you rip that from? I kind of made it. Good God Almighty! Is that not good though? I mean, it's 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 good. It, it's good. We we actually had people uh, request that we never do that again, <laughs> but we, we do it as fight. It, it it feels like something that like Opie and Anthony would do in the morning, zoo or something. Uh, all right. So going into our questions, uh, Stephen, you apparently failed, uh, Mister Joseph Priestley. No, I didn't. No, I absolutely didn't. I I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity. Okay. To let you to let you know, I have a, a a hot, hot PlayStation trophy tip. Okay, uh, Joseph Priestley wants to know: Will you talk about trophies on this week's episode outside of the trophy counts? I Probably not. I absolutely will. And I have a tip for all of you people out there who have not yet grabbed your PlayStation Five, but maybe you know. Oh snap! I'm gonna get one next week. One is in the mail right now. What am I gonna do? Here's what you're gonna do. You're going to start off with great video games and easy platinums. You understand what I'm telling you? It's very simple. Even if you played them on PS4, do it again. Get in there, play Marvel Spider-Man and Miles Morales. All you got to do is complete those games, get some collectibles, boom! Platinums out the anus. You're going to start your PlayStation 5 career. Do you understand? Your PlayStation 5 career with two Platinums on your first two games. And you know what? Make it three for three. Go play uh, Astro's such and such. And what? And what's its face? Astro's Playroom. There it is. Playroom. Play that one. Boom. Another easy Platinum. That, that was a, That's a great game, by the way. You got three Platinums, and you barely even touched your PlayStation 5, and it's no, no special place. And what, then, what about what about My Name is Mayo 2? No. I if If anyone, and I have one for the Vita, but if anyone buys My Name is Mayo for a main console and gets that platinum, they they are they have to delete their trophies. Delete their profile. Now, the reason why I have it on Vita 
is because I thought it would be funny to keep sit there and tap my screen. Guess what, guys? Not fucking funny. Because you do it for like four hours. It only takes an hour. Shut up. Maybe it only takes an hour for you because you get to walk around holding that cumbersome ass Vita sitting in there on my couch. You know, I got I got like spina bifida sitting on my couch for that long trying to get this stupid mayo troll. No. If anybody gets, especially the sequel, if you have the platinum trophy for I am Mayo part two, delete your trophy, delete your profile. As a matter of fact, sell your PlayStation. I have the platinum in my That's name. That's great. You know what you should do? Play Xbox because you, you have disgraced the PlayStation family. I'm going to go ahead and say, disgraced. I'm going to give Steven credit. Not only did he have a full house reference on this show, but you know I know it's a real thing, but a spina bifida, a shallow howl reference, I'm going to call it here on this show. <laughs> I honestly, at this point, and I, I saw what, what Joe wrote, I just wish they would get rid of trophies. I'm fucking sick and tired of getting things. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. I wish they would get I'm rid of them. So, your role, sir. Look, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Look, I, I know that I, I don't necessarily go for trophies as hard as you do, and I've kind of grandfathered into the show as a host at this point. But yeah, I wish games didn't have trophies. That's kind of why I like playing on the Switch a lot. Don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm trying to get everything possible in Poke- new Pokemon Snap. So you got to ask yourself, well, are you really ch- are you just changing like your tune here? Are you just changing the outfit instead of like just cutting completely out of your your life out right. of your diet? But well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If Pokemon had a, a a platinum system, would you be getting the platinum in Pokemon? I mean, probably. But like, I, like you know, what wouldn't happen, Tricky. He wouldn't be judged, and there wouldn't be contests. To see who could get a diamond four picture of fucking Squirtle. <laughs> That's what not what wouldn't happen. But when I sit here and I'm told, you only have 11 Platinums. Yeah, I have 11 Platinums. You know why I have 11 Platinums? Because I only played four games that I thought were fucking worth enough to actually Platinum them. And the other ones were cheap bullshit games because I, because I got made fun of about my Platinum count. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I got a couple platinums because I liked the game I was playing, but I'm not a sociopath that's gonna sit there and fucking tap the X button for a trophy. <laughs> and I am Mayo the sequel. Here's here's a perfect example. I'm sorry, just just the way you're saying it. Spirit Spirit of the North, a game I enjoyed playing one time through, and then I had to go back and you know go into the game to the chapters to to get like to awaken some of the other shaman that I had missed. In order to get the platinum trophy, so you know I can meet everyone in the spirit world, I would have just been happy that with that game playing it once, I didn't need to go back and play it for the platinum trophy. But because there's a goddamn platinum trophy, and I can't help myself, I have to go back and play that game a second time just to get some of the collectibles. I just, I really, really wish there was a time when I loved plat- trophies and platinum trophies and getting them, and to some degree, there's still a sense of pride in completing a game that I really enjoy. Like something like, if, you know, for Horizon Forbidden West, I would want to get the platinum trophy in that. But the fact that every fucking game has to have a, like a trophy list and you have to go in and play games over and over again for no fucking reason other than getting a virtual trinket. Yes, I 100% wish trophies were fucking gone. If instead of trophies, if you want me to go back and play a game multiple times, have in-game unlocks, weapons, skins, like modifications for the character of the world, like new levels, like hidden secret bosses, do that kind of shit to enhance my gameplay experience instead of making me play these games or at least enticing me to play these games for fucking trophies so that I don't have to see an 80% or 70% on my trophy reel and it annoys the shit out of me because I want to complete it because I'm a completionist 
I wait. Yeah. I, I'm here, triggered Maltese right now. Here's, here's the thing: <laughs> if you're a game maker, if you're a video game creator, and I've interviewed 200 plus, mm, that's a lot games that have trophies and achievements in them, and I get barely 30 percent of them in a playthrough of your game. Stop making video games. Quit and go work at Starbucks. You suck at making video games. However, if I could play your video game and get like 80% and I'd be like, oh, snap. I could go back and, oh, I missed something here. Oh, that's intriguing. Let me see what that is all about, sir. That's cool. That's cool. But none of this, none of this other nonsense. I can't believe I have finished video games and gotten less than 20% of the trophies in the game. How is that possible? How is that possible? That shouldn't uh, be possible is the answer, is the answer to the question. It shouldn't be possible. You know what I wish they would do while we're on the topic? Dead. I wish that they would just give you experience points. That's it. If we have a trophy level, instead of saying, oh, a bronze is this much, a silver is this much, a gold is this much, and a platinum, fuck it. There are no platinums. There's no 100 XP fucking trophy plaques. No. You know how gamer score goes and you look at a game, you're like, oh, you got a thousand gamer score? No. There shouldn't be a thousand XP. Thousand. No. Just, just give us XP for playing a game. Congratulations. You did a thing. Here's five XP. Make, you guys make, want- make it open ended. Oh shit. You played this game for a year and a half. You played Apex Legends for two years. You got 10,000 kills. Here's a hundred XP. That's what I want them to do. Make it fluid, not finite. Because what if that's your, what if that's your thing, man? What if you only play one game? You're gonna you're you're gonna be told that oh well you you only have one platinum and you're only a level three. F that noise. Hey, and you know what they could do with the XP levels? You get to a certain level or a certain amount of time. It's like hey, we're gonna ship you a PlayStation hoodie, or hey, here's five or ten bucks to spend in the store. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, just just I want to Steven's point. Steven, what's my favorite game of all time? Oh, Jesus, who the hell knows? Uh, wait, your favorite wow. game? Some, some, oh, some virtual novelization of Japanese geishas and skimpy clothing. Is that, is that what it is? No, no, no. Hold on. Your favorite game of oh. all time. I'll give you a clue. You have not no, finished no, no. the game. No, no, no. No, no, no. Well, it used to be The Last of Us. Um, God of War. No, it still is The Last of Us. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I finished The Last of Us. One and two. Oh, did you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you, I, I, I know. The last time we were talking about it, you said you hated the combat system in. The first yeah, one. no, it sucks. It's much better in the second one. Um, no, when when the second one was coming out, I went back and I finished the. Uh, I finished part two, or part one rather, on PS4. All right. Um, uh, currently sitting here right now, I have nine percent of the trophies in The Last of Us and eight percent of the ones in The Last of Us Remastered. Because yeah. I absolutely refuse to go back and play that game because I love it so much to play that game on Grounded or whatever Survivor. I will not play it's that torture. game. On, I will not play that game because I don't want it to sour the. You know, for the platinum, you don't have to play on Grounded. No, it, it's Survivor, right? You had to play on Survivor Plus or something, something like, that. like that. But it wasn't Grounded was released like, as not part of the platinum grind. Right, right. I, I just misspoke. But yeah, that, I I have eight percent of the trophies in the remastered version. Because I will not go back and play that game again on sticking my balls in a vice. Right. Well, well, hold on. One, one last thing here, because, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to look at trophies, like, they can sit there and say, oh, you know, going back and trying to get all the trophies makes you play in ways that you wouldn't play before. What more is likely is that trophies are put in there as a way for you not to resell the game. Not to sell yeah, the game. not to resell the game as fast. 
So you have to spend more time slogging through it so you're not taking it back to, you know, GameStop a week later. Mm. You know what I wonder? Yeah. I wonder it if it takes we could so get long a- that it devalues it. Right. I wonder if we could get a um, class action lawsuit going against uh, PlayStation and Xbox for pr- uh, progressing people's OCD tendencies. And putting them deeper into if therapy. If they gave you a spine of bifida there, Stephen, I think you have something against them. I mean, I definitely, I definitely have. My OCD's definitely gotten worse, and that made me made gaming very, very sad for me. <laughs> when I was like, "Oh, I got to do it, I got to do it," and then I was like, "No, no, Stephen, you don't have to do it. You don't. I'm mad as hell, and I ain't gonna take it anymore." So I stopped caring. All right, Robert Workman's next uh, has the next question. He says, "Are you excited for House of the Dead remake?" No, it might gonna. If, I I I don't mean disrespect, but I didn't even know they were remaking it. I I own a Dreamcast, but I never played House of the Dead. I know. I mean, no, I, I I think I played House of the Dead in the arcades with the guns. I would be excited to play that. I don't want to play House of the Dead at home. But if you got an arcade machine and you got the guns, like the the fake little plastic guns, that you get to shoot the screen. Absolutely, I'd love that. But House of the Dead's not really a game I want to play at home. Apparently it's coming to the Switch. Well. Point and click, baby. Point and click. All right. Next question comes from Jeff Hanna. He says, who won the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500? Jeff, I live in Kentucky, and I don't even know who won the Kentucky Derby. I live in Louisville, and I don't even know who won the Kentucky Derby. So asking me who won it. Who won uh, a- the, winner, the winner was a cheater. Well, yes. Yes, Bob. Ba- actually, I know Bob Baffert. Uh, he's the trainer who won. I don't know the name of a horse, but yes, Bob Baffert was found out to be a cheater. All right, so we're talking about the Derby, not the Indianapolis 500. <laughs> no, the Indy 500. Yeah, no, I I went with Alex on that one because I, I feel like I didn't want to embarrass him. But yeah, the Indy 500. Uh, let's see. Um, I, I, know, so, I know some who guy won. who was 46 years old. Uh, Helio Castro Neves won. Yeah, it's actually his fourth time winning. 46 years old. Uh, I don't know why they had to say that in the headline of the article that I saw flash across my phone. I'm like, oh, great. He's 46. Thank you uh, for telling I, me. I, I responded to Jeff Hanna saying, who cares? It's not NASCAR. Yield said NASCAR sucks. I told Yield he sucked. Uh, Nitro says, uh, in his opinion, Formula Drift is more entertaining. Yield says, sounds like Helio Castroneves won. That's right. And then Jeff Hanna called me a son of a bitch. Uh, then he said, I know I watched only three Indy 500s. I've one of only three Indy 500s I've missed since I was eight. I wanted Miller, which apparently is me, to research and get educated. And then, uh, Yield responded saying, I don't even that I don't watch NASCAR anymore. He's just trying to, I was just trying to start shit. And I responded saying, It's funny because it's true. And then the answer, the question of the day, sent by Curtis back to Jeff Hanna, when is Saints Row 5 coming out? Well, we'll probably find out soon there, Curtis. If, 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 what is it? What, how do you say the name of, of the, not Cook Media, but Coke oh, Media? Cock. Oh, sorry. Hey, we started out there with a porno tape, so <laughs> this ring composition, let's bring it back around. Uh, if they want some good press, they better be talking about Saints Row 5 soon. Sorry. Right. Is this the first time, uh, that, They've had a conference. I think it is, right? I don't know. My my brain has become mush. Can't remember anything. Especially anymore. in the lead up to E three or whatever, whatever is posed as E three this year, with everyone saying, "Oh, well, we're having our conference now or this week," and the other ones are. This, I don't know. I don't even. Just 
I could barely watch a state of play, man. I didn't even watch the latest state of play. And mm. you know what? I, I didn't even put that in the Yeah, you're like, hey, watch <laughs> the. I mean, do you want to talk about that at <laughs> all, all right. or what? All right, let's do, let's talk about it real quick because I actually totally forgot to put the topic in there for. Her. Uh, so what did you guys think of the uh the gameplay we saw? Well, uh, uh, Stephen, we'll start this, with you. The, sir. Forget this is oh. for Horizon Forbidden West for those who. Yes, sorry. Yes, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, gorgeous. Um, I I was a little overwhelmed with Horizon's combat, just the, the sheer amount of options you have. Um, but I I really dig the the way that they're going to let you traverse a little bit more. It's you get a little bit more verticality. You're much quicker. Um, which is nice because you, you it, it seems like she's more of a superhero now than she ever was, and I kind of like that. Um. So it, it looks much faster, but still as deliberate. Um, but yeah, I'm totally down for it, man. Like I loved the best thing I, I loved about it is the color palette that they've, that they've chosen for this. Cause it is breathtaking. There are times where you could pause that video and I've done this in the 4k version and the detail and colors that are just popping off of Aloy's costume, just her, her, her. The beads, the rope, the twine, every this, every thread on her, everything just pops. Um, that's what I was most impressed with. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you think of like you know, this is a time it's kind of it's kind of post-apocalyptic where like kind of the Earth has reclaimed everything, and you know, for the world and all and like the you know, we're used to seeing like stuff like rage where it's like ugly, nasty, like brown, like really dull hues. And then you have something like this, where it's like the world has taken back and over, and you see the color palette, and it's just, it's beautiful. Like Stephen said, like, that shot of her going underwater and swimming underwater and all the colors you saw under there, and not only that, but the soundtrack they had, how it changed, how frenetic it was in combat, but then when you went underwater, it was just like this perfect serenity, like, and then you just, like, looked at all the surroundings and how beautiful it looked. Like, it was just a perfect match, so I love the music that they, like, that's not something I've usually thought about in the past, but... Watching this trailer, like, the music really popped out to me. It wasn't just the colors of everything. It was the music as well. And, you know, we saw Aloy use, like, a smoke bomb to get away um, from one of the machines. It was the one that looked like a raptor. Hold on. I I wrote down the name just in case I forgot it. The, uh, the Claw Strider. So, you saw her use, uh, in the sequence where she was running away, you saw her use a smoke bomb to get away from the Claw Strider. You know, we also saw her use kind of a parachute as well. And, you know, that's stuff that goes into the fact, you know, Steven talked about it, she feels like a superhero and there's a lot more verticality to it. Whereas in the first game, like the verticality, unless you were trying to climb up a mountain, really was in the fact that you call in like the tall necks. Um, that's what they were called. Was it tall necks? Was that the name of the brontosaurus looking ones? Yes. Kind of like, you know, the viewpoints in Assassin's Creed where it would unlock more of the map for you. Um, they showed off some of the new machines, the Claw Striders and the Tremor Tusk, which were really cool. I love the battle with the Tremor Tusk. That was kind of a puzzle. How are you going to take it down? Like this kind of boss fight thing. That was great. Uh, you see Aaron in there, so you've got the continued relationship between Aloy and Aaron. Yeah, I mean, the game looks beautiful. The combat looks like a lot of fun. Fast-paced. I, I just love the, the the kind of puzzly, the puzzliness of having to take down the Tremor Tusks, so the uh, game's looking great. Well, I, I I really liked what I saw. I really liked, I'm really hyped up for the game, but I have a question for you, gentlemen, because, uh, Alex, you talked about using the smoke bomb to get rid of, or was that Steven who said that? I said that. Okay. Uh, did anybody feel like the sequence of her running away was more of a cutscene than somebody actually controlling the game? Mm, not right after the, the smoke bomb. 
because she used she used the smoke bomb and then used the grappling to get up. Um, so no, that that felt like it was just it going into like an animation of her grappling up to that little ledge. I I kind of feel, and I could be a hundred percent wrong on this, but I kind of feel like the fact that after she did that smoke bomb, when the robots are running up the tree with her before she dives into the water. I thought it was real weird that none of them tried to attack her at that point. Like, they all just kept running up. It, it felt like more of like a, a scripted sequence than combat. I, I think, I don't think they had mail, uh, ranged attacks, the ones that she was fighting. Um, I think they were only melee. And they had that, like, screech if she got close. Right. So I, I don't, I think that they, they couldn't follow where she went. They had to get into a different high ground. Um, to kind of like get level with her. So the, the way I looked at it was more of like a, her running away and them chasing, but in their own, you remember in, in the first horizon, everything had a path and right. a very, and a very distinct, um, behavioral pattern. So it's probably it, the way they're probably programmed is to try and get face to face with her to, for, for melee combat. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. All right. Uh, before we close out the show, we have to do one more ad. So, uh, Stephen, back to you. One, three, or five? Five. This portion of the show is brought to you by Twitch Prime. Did you know that Amazon gives you $5 to give to your favorite streamer every month? If you link your Amazon Prime account with Twitch, you can sub to any Twitch page for free. You have to renew it every month. Otherwise, Amazon is just going to keep your money, though. So, remember. So, why not just give it to us instead? I, I have to commend you guys because you guys picked three numbers and everyone you got like individual. Nobody repeated this week. Very impressed with you guys. Steven, before we close out the show, uh, you're not a uh, regular host on the show anymore. You're more of a guest host, but you'll always be a host in our hearts. But you are doing stuff over there at dualscreens.com. Why don't you tell everybody how they can find out what you're doing and how to talk with you over oh. there? Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, we, we have a couple of podcasts that we do on the same feed. Uh, you could look for us at Dual Screens Podcasts. We have uh, Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, which is a uh, gaming news uh, show that Andy and I do. Um, we sometimes have a rotating third chair. So, gentlemen, if you're ever looking to get on another show, we record that live on twitch.tv slash dual screens streams every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And the show goes up uh, 24 hours later in audio and video form. The video on demand you could catch on youtube.com slash dual screens TV. And the other show that we have goes up every single Friday. And that is the Dual Screens Podcast. That's an interview show where we interview indie developers, voice actors, producers, uh, PR people, just name it. You name it. If they're making video games, uh, we try and get them on the show. And we actually just had a incredible uh, slew of shows about Returnal, um, which I think you guys are it's probably relevant to your interests. Um, we had the face of Celine, um, and then we had the voice of Celine, and then we had the face and voice of Celine on together. And it was the first time they really got to talk to each other, and it was incredible. Um, right. Just for the record, I don't mean to cut you over here. For anybody that's confused, they are two different people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So there's actually three people that play the part of Celine. One person plays the face, one play- person plays the voice, and another plays the body and does all of like the mocap of like diving and shooting and all that stuff. It's really fascinating. How that how that whole performance came together. So if you want to hear about that, there are three interviews that you could uh, watch or listen to right now. Dual Screens podcasts on your favorite podcast service of choice, 
and or you go to youtube.com slash dual screens tv and if you want to catch me streaming four or five nights a week you can catch me at twitch.tv slash bat child uh, which I do uh, a lot Mondays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So, Stephen, why don't you? What are some of the things you've been streaming recently, or things, some of the stuff that you're streaming coming up? Yeah, uh, I'm a variety streamer right now. I'm in the middle of uh, streaming Biomutant. I'll also stream Apex Legends, uh, Call of Duty. Uh, anytime we're playing a competitive game like a battle royale, uh, you could win a free game in my in my chat. I give away Steam codes, so. Uh, you can just type in the chat exclamation point raffle. If we win a battle royale, I raffle off a game to the chat. Boom. Simple. Um, I also do marbles uh, every single Monday where I give away six free video games to the chat every single Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, where you just roll your marble down and whoever wins gets a game. And then the shittiest marble of the entire night, who is there for all five games that we roll, gets a bonus game. So if you're a marble does terribly, you could still win a free game. So it, it's a, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm a variety streamer. So anything that's that's new or anything I feel like playing, I'll just throw up on there um, and have some fun with it. Fan four. All right, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Alex, start us off, sir. I want to give a shout out first and foremost, as always, to the listeners, the Trophy Horse community. Thank you all for continuing to support the show because it 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 would we would not be continuing to do this so many years after its inception without you guys. Uh, we wouldn't, you know, start stuff like Knockout Tuesdays. We wouldn't do Rocket League Thursdays. None of that without your all support. So thank you all for continuing to support our community, the show, everything PG. Uh, we appreciate you guys very much. Also, Tricky, you'd love to hear this. We uh, we went to the zoo, Cincinnati Zoo, on uh, on uh, yesterday. We were at the Cincinnati Zoo, and I was uh, it was a little chilly outside, and I was repping my Proven Gamer hoodie, my old school Proven Gamer hoodie, while I was walking around the Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah, I got I got to get you one with the new logo. Yeah, it's. It. The uh, the pocket, like where the the hands go in the front, the little marsupial pouch, the kangaroo pouch, it's kind of the threads are coming out. So I haven't tried to wear it as much. So what have you been doing in that hoodie, sir? Look, man, we got videos to release. I- people people have found our videos. We gotta. Uh, but no, every time I would look down at my the pockets, like I would see my hand through the hole, and it would freak me out a little bit. So I'm like, man, I can't I can't be wearing this much anymore. <laughs> but uh, much love to the proven gamer community, and I was representing this this Saturday when I was walking around the zoo for. Four and a half hours. Or no, three and a half hours. Did did anybody come and ask you what Proven Gamer no, was? No, they were they already all knew. Everyone already knew what Proven Gamer was. Uh yeah. good answer. Uh also want to give a shout out to, to Yield who's on vacation this week. Shout out to Tricky for hosting. I love it more when Tricky hosts than when I have to host. because uh, I can be a little Less I can be a little more freeform with my things. Also, of course, wanna thank Steven for coming on. Always uh, great to have Steven Steven professional, a true professional. Make sure to tell his kids, hey, daddy, sit down and record. Please don't make a lot of noise. So we definitely appreciate Stevens, his opinion, his expertise, and his uh, his professionalism. And, you know, we love to hear what he's got coming up on the stream, just, you know, just in case. Like, variety. We love Variety Spice Life. Maybe if you're a little bored with Rocket League Thursdays, go over and check out what Steven's doing. So thanks for coming on, Steven. No problem, man. Thank you. Thank you for the kind and- of Steven, hold on, hold on. You you know you can't cut me off like that. I almost got you in trouble. I I apologize. Also, DLC, I want to thank Steven for talking a little Pokemon cards with me before the show, because I love talking (laughs) a little Pokemon. Uh, Last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my lovely girlfriend, Ashley. Uh, We are now kid-free for the summer. We dropped off her kids with their their biological dad, so we got to spend the day yesterday in Cincinnati. It was a lovely day. We went to Ikea, bought some little, little housewares. Stuff for the decoration, stuff for the kitchen. Went to the zoo for three and a half hours and then t- capped it off with dinner at the Hopper House in Northern Kentucky. So delicious German food and beer to 
cap off the day. So we had a lovely day in Cincinnati, so I just want to give a shout out to my awesome girlfriend, Ashley, for uh, a very nice Saturday. We haven't gotten out much recently, so it was nice to get out of the house and enjoy some time together. And we got to see hippos at the Cincinnati Zoo. I love seeing hippos and rhinos. Steven? Hey, uh, I want to thank you guys for having me on. Um, it was a blast, as always. Nice to get my uh, PlayStation thoughts out in the open. Thank you to the listeners for bearing with me. Um, I know I was, I was kind of revved up here in the beginning. Um, yeah, just uh, thank you to the community out there, uh, staying engaged. Uh, thank you, Tricky, for not only having me, but always being uh, so, so kind to us over at dual screens. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, just, you know, be, be kind to each other out there. The world is, is angry enough and we should all be kinder and that's it. I kind of feel like you're uh, a baby bird that has fallen away from the nest. So I gotta look out and hit you. every single branch on the fallen window. away from the nest. He's, he's flown and he's gracefully, he's soaring with the Eagles tricky. Have you not heard what Steven's doing mm-hmm. these days? I heard he talked and, uh, to Celine. Sounds- all three faces of Celine. <laughs> it, it, it also sounds like Andy's holding, uh, putting him in the box and not letting him talk PlayStation. So he had to escape. Well, he's you gotta let me. So fly. Hold on, wait. Are you telling me <laughs> I'm a peacock? You gotta let me spread my wings. You had to get Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg on the show, didn't you? I ha- I had to well, after you guys dissed him. Yes, I had to get him. <gasps> who dissed him. Never mind. Oh. That's for that's another wait, show. Hold on. Oh, Steve, just go back and listen to the episode with his name in it. They went on Mark Wahlberg hardcore. Wow, that's unfortunate. Well, are you telling me, Stephen, you guys don't talk PlayStation on 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 your your podcast? No, no, we do, we do. It's it's just very it's very um we I mean we get we get a lot of shit for it because we get called Sony ponies if we talk about PlayStation too much on on our general on crossplay. So uh, yeah, we try and hold it back a little bit. Do you try to switch it up? <laughs> was that was that that bad of a joke? <laughs> that one actually hurt. Um, it's listen. I love PlayStation, but it is becoming harder and harder to ignore what's going on over in Microsoft land. I'm just letting you know they are they are having a house party and they are being loud about it. They are. I hear them yelling "Toga," and we're over here in PlayStation House. We're just trying to study for our exams. <laughs> Jim right? Ryan is the, is the next door neighbor that's calling the cops on that house party. That is correct. That is correct. And then the foreign exchange exchange students over there at Nintendo are showing up with their like, I don't know, JRPGs. They're they're, they're showing up over there like, oh, is this is this the party? I'm like, yeah, man, this is, this is the party. All right, and I want to give a shout out to Sweet Mama D. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to Alex and Yield again for holding down the fort so long. I I said her name and it sounded like a stampede just ran through my house. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Sweet Baba D. I want to give a shout out to my dog who apparently is trying to get some loving right now. That's pities in general. They're very codependent. That's why we love pities. Uh, she's being a pain in my Velvet ass. hippos. Shout out. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to Alex and Neil for holding down the fort for so long. Didn't uh, do it very well, but we did it. We talked. We we kept we kept the airwaves open. Shout out to Stephen, who uh, he said I invited him on the show, but he kind of invited himself, which is perfectly fine. But it's funny. He sends me a message one day. Goes, oh, by the way, next next Sunday I'm available, and then quickly bailed on us. Yeah, that was my bad. Forgot it was my brother's fortieth birthday. <laughs> hey, that's that's a that's a big that's a decade. That's a that's a that's a big birthday. You can't miss that. That's yeah. He, I I had I got him a life alert bracelet. 
Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you have when you went over to uh, for his birthday? Did you have to sh- sift through all the AARP mail he's probably getting? No, not yet. That's that's coming as soon as they know he turned forty. They're gonna start. Dude, start I started getting shit. AARP mail at twenty six. So, well, you have the soul of a eighty four year old man. They, so. they know how old you really are, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, anytime, anytime. Did, didn't you go to a matinee today? Was that you that went to go see a movie? Was that Me? you? What the hell was they doing? Yeah. If I it, no, know. I. Oh no! It was, uh, no, uh, I woke up at two sorry. o'clock or after two o'clock, and uh, oh, oh that's that's not much better. Well, I, I woke up after <laughs> two o'clock and then went out and got some lunch and got a haircut because my uh, my mullet was looking pretty bad, even you know for living in Kentucky. But you got to cover up the bald spot. All right, there, Mister Eraserhead, with your with your 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 clear hair. My my hair is clearly running away from my nose right now. Your hair now, so. is running away from your forehead is what it's doing. <laughs> Instead of a forehead, I got a five head. More like a All more right, like a six a, a seven head. You got a you got a fucking abacus on your head. <laughs> if there's nothing else, until next week. Happy trophy. Later. Theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash even Philippines. Five seconds of silence. Five, four, three, three, two, two, one, one, and stop.